1: we're looking at about 30-point spreads here, okay? Uh, 25 to 30. Kenny Roxon in a guy a season that should never have happened out of uh, Germany. Uh, 283 points is Ken Roxon. He's in fourth. Marvin Muskin out of uh, France, 309 points. These guys know where to win, by the way. They come to the U.S. Uh, he's in third. Eli Tomac with 314 points, a little closer there, uh, out of Cortez, Colorado. In second, that's Eli Tomac. And number one, right now, in your hearts and on your your point sheet, 332 points, has the New Point, North Carolina, Cooper Webb in the 450 Supercross standings. I don't know that, you know, there's going to be a lot of difference makers as long as Cooper races smart. He may have this one wrapped up. 18 points with two to go. How about that? Let's go to the 250 Supercross West standings. Uh, PJ Durant coming up here in just a moment. We'll give you the top three. Colt Nichols in the West Standings is in third with 163 points. Going to be hard to catch Dylan Ferrandes, uh out of Avignon, France. Uh, he's in second. By the way, hats off to the folks in France. Had a tough couple days with uh, the, the Notre Dame Cathedral going up in flames. But I understand the plans are that they will rebuild President Donald Trump and company willing to stand behind the good folks of France. I make fun periodically, but that is one of the world-class landmarks Uh, that has been around for hundreds of years, and uh, they will do their best to put that thing back on the map as it should be. They were able to save many of the relics, including the uh, crown of thorns from uh, Jesus Christ. So uh, we're glad that they went to the extra effort to save many of the relics, so that is safe. So again, Dylan Fernandez, Avignon France with 200 points. Adam Ciancirello, Port Orange, Florida, he's in first with 208 points, so eight points spread, those two. We go down to the east standings for 250s, and it's Justin Cooper on the bottom end of the uh, rung there, number three, out of Cold Springs Harbor, New York. Fun interview, by the way. His Yep, Chase Sexton would be in second out of uh, Illinois, 148 points. So four points spread, those two. And it's close as well with Austin Forkner in the lead at the 250 East Coast Standings. Excuse me, East Standings, Richards, Missouri. Austin Forkner with 151 points. And with that, with hot laps and hot takes, let's go to P.J. Duran. P.J.? Oh. All right,
0: well, uh, starting in the south, we'll go with the big race, Circuit of the Americas, MotoGP. Oh. The king of Texas has been de- Throne, Mark Marquez had never lost uh, no. at Coda. Well, he tucked the front, unfortunately for him, and the fire is out. It's over. And uh <laughs> there is a new sheriff in Texas. His Buddha. name is Alex Rins for Suzuki GP. It has been a long time coming. For both Alex personally and Suzuki's MotoGP effort, congratulations to them both for their historic win at Coda. Valentino Rossi, the old man, comes in a very good second place. <laughs> How old strong, is he, dude? I'm serious. Strong finish. Uh gosh, he's, he's 40-something. 42, uh, 42, 43. somewhere in there, yeah. I think. Uh, Jack Miller uh, on the podium. Great finish for Miller. That wraps up the CODA results. Were you pleased over- with that? Will uh, you please absolutely. It was an amazing race, and uh, I really thought Rossi was going to bring a little more at the end. It didn't happen. rins was just that strong, that good. The overall right now... Um, Dovizioso is leading in the GP standings with Rossi in a second place. Alex Rins has moved himself to third. And with his DNF, Marquez drops to fourth place in the overall. There's not a lot of points, and it's a long season we're early into right now. So expect Marquez to come back. Uh, for sure but uh it's going to be a long season he's going to have to battle for it.
1: do you have the total number of rounds left in that season because for example supercross we've got what two two rounds left there in supercross but what are the rounds left for example uh in 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 uh, in, in moto gp tell you here uh is it four
0: no 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 we we've got a lot of races left in moto gp uh yeah you got It's like
1: they race every other day.
0: Uh yeah we're we're currently uh circuit of the Americas was Race number seven of the season. Uh, there are six, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 22. <laughs> There's 23 rounds left to go. So we've got a lot of points on the board. Um, oh, excuse me. I was counting tests. That is not correct at all. Uh, I think we have like 13 rounds 13. to go. That, that sounds makes sense, way Okay. Yeah, 13 ish, uh, t- twelve to thirteen right in there. And then also in Austin for the results because uh, our Moto America National Series competed with Coda or with the GP at Coda. They had two rounds of the Superbike series. Uh, Elias came out on top in race one with Cam Bobier in second, Gerloff in third, Mr. Garrett Gerloff. Race two, awesome. Josh Heron. All the way to the front, Elias took and he beat Elias to do it. <laughs> His first win with Suzuki as, uh-huh. uh, as Elias' teammate, he, of course, as we know, got the seat vacated by Roger Lee Hayden. Uh, so congratulations to Josh Heron. Again, Elias was second in race two, and Cam Beaubier came third. So the overall currently in Moto America, Elias still leads with Cam Beaubier in second place overall. Josh Heron moves himself into third place overall with that very strong win. And Matthew Skoltz hanging on in fourth place. Uh, the one other race of note this weekend was the Austin World Superbike races from Holland. We had Batista does the double. yet again, this guy is undefeated. Batista is amazing uh, in race one. Ray was able to come second. Uh, Michael Vandermark came third. Race two, a little bit of a mix-up. Vandermark came second behind Batista with Ray coming third. Uh, overall, Batista. And pulling away, he wins every single time they get on track, and a checker flag flies. The guy's unstoppable. Uh, Ray, I'm sure, is doing everything in his power to get back
1: up there. All right, so you've gone through what? How many different disciplines? Are there? That was MotoGP.
0: That was Moto America, our National World Superbikes, or National Superbike Series, and World
1: Superbikes. Come All right, of races. those, of those that you named, individual racers, you got a favorite for me?
0: Oh, well, right now, I would say Batista and World Superbike is a dominant. Someone's going to have to change the program. And they just restricted. More interestingly, uh, World Superbike did a leveling of uh – the playing field, they reserve the right to do that throughout the season. Sure. And they're moving around red lines in an effort to equalize performance of dissimilar type motors. They just took away some RPMs from Ducati. Uh, some other bikes were maybe given some. I've, I don't have the numbers in front of me. But they took some RPMs away from Ducati, and he still won rather handily. So mm. it will be interesting to see if they continue to move the – move those RPM levels around to try and level the field. Given that uh, Batista's teammate, Chaz Davis, is not having the same results, and I'm a huge fan of Chaz, and he has been off and on strong this season. He's just not getting on with the bike the way uh, Batista is.
1: I do not believe that the bike is the whole thing. I think Batista is absolutely that good right now. I do want to uh, send out, by the way, you can text us. You can get a hold of us uh, on our website. Go to pitpassmoto.com. Easy enough to do. As a matter of fact, they're calling in right now, even as we speak. But uh, I will tell you that uh, easy enough to do. Get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. I just heard from Alex in Minneapolis, Minnesota, a uh, young, uh, what do you call him, a uh, marketing major at uh, the university there but uh, he's listening online big fan of motorcycle racing doesn't matter uh, what kind of motorcycle racing he loves to see guys go fast don't blame him don't blame them at all. So, uh, Alex, thanks for listening. Appreciate you reaching out. It's uh, one of the fun things we do is we get to hear from you, the race fans, and the broadcast fans, people that are listening to the program, because uh, it's, it's you that we do the show for each and every week. And I know, PJ, you hear from uh, listeners first and foremost right up front at Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa. Absolutely, we do. Now when you're when you're there and people approach the counter and stuff and they're chatting with you about the show what are you hearing the most are they hearing that oh that Casper he's just funny or or <laughs> Tony Tony
0: gets so serious I I have to correct every one of them when they come to the counter that I am in fact the star of the show I have to let them know that right up front despite what they hear every week on the show
1: Okay so at- <laughs> I don't know if I would be as comfortable, because you're a Mark man standing behind the well, service counter. Yes, absolutely. They're at the service
0: counter. They're, they're, already, uh, they're giving me a hard time by the time they're talking about pit pass, that's for sure.
1: And do the other guys that work with you, do they give you a hard time as well, or do they just accept the fact that this is part of what you do?
0: Uh, absolutely. You know, every week, guys at work want to know, who'd you get to talk to last night? So tomorrow, I will have... Uh, there will be a number of my coworkers questioning me as to who did I get the opportunity to talk to. Uh, I will get to say awesome things like Thad Duvall, Tristan Hart, Michael Barnes, Bryce Prince, and on and on and on, the names that have, of people we get to talk to every week. I love it. Uh, when my guys at work ask me this, it reminds me how, how great this job is.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, it is a great job. We appreciate the opportunity we have each and every week. Critics of our friends at Evergreen Podcast Productions, also our home-based studio, the flagship, if you will of this very program, Jack and Leanne DeLeon pushing the buttons of the mothership, and that is iHeart Studios in Des Moines, Iowa. Never have we sounded quite so good since these guys came on some 32 years ago. We appreciate it, Jack, and you look good for your age, I got to tell you, brother. By the way, the political candidates are now populating our stairwells and our elevators here. We are seeing them every single day. And how many Democratic candidates for president are there? Thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two? No, I think I'm overdoing it. It's like 13 or 14. Yeah, it's it's some kind of number close to 20. It's it's um am, it's amazing, uh, but we get to see him first and foremost right here in the studios, walking the halls, taking our water. Drinking our coffee. But that's okay. That's what we're here for. (laughs) In the background, we actually heard Leanne. I want to thank Thad Duvall for an outstanding interview to start the program off. Uh, We're going to effort to get Tony Wink on the show to talk a little bit about what's going on at Riverside Raceway. Look for him online, riversideraceway.net. Big weekend coming up. Ten Commandments will be in play. Do me a favor. Stick around. More with P.J. Duran. I'm Scott Casper. This is Pit Pass.